hopefully today you're joining us directly through iTunes or um, from your Android. And if you haven't yet been aware, uh, please feel free to subscribe to those podcasts directly. We are going to be picking a weekly winner for people that leave reviews because we are trying really, really hard. Nice reviews. Yes, of course, nice reviews. But we're <laughs> trying really hard to get on the new and noteworthy section of iTunes. So we need your help. We'd love for you to subscribe first and then also leave um, positive, hopefully, yeah. uh, ratings. And if you have other feedback Absolutely. points, send them directly That's to helpful. us. Yeah. Um, so today I'm really, really excited. We have someone awesome to bring to you. His yeah. name is Mike Robinson. He's from a company called Summit Direct Mailer. And we learned that he has personally been responsible himself for generating hundreds, yes, hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue for his customers. I mean, that is unreal. Yep, that's right. So the direct mail, the printing, the marketing that he's doing, he himself alone, and my estimation, just back of the envelope, is somewhere around half a billion dollars. I mean, just if you think about it for the 10 years that we've known Mike, yeah, he's a it's, rock star. it's easily uh, approaching half a billion. So yeah, that, that's one very interesting thing. The other two things you're going to learn is how Mike feels that customer obsession, mm -hmm. I think. Is, is that the word he used? I think so. Customer you can feel it when yeah, he talks. Yeah, you definitely can. Customer obsession has led them to generate 75 to 80% of their new revenue from marketing services, from offering marketing automation, print with pearls, email, uh, custom solutions. You're going to hear all about the different things that he does and how customer obsession is really at the heart, the driver behind that. And the other interesting thing is you're going to hear how travel is one of the things that Mike thinks uh, may be uh, participating or may have contributed to some of their success. Uh, kind of an interesting view around how travel and specifically out here to the West Coast has made him successful. Yeah, so stay tuned, listen to the episode, leave us comments and reviews, subscribe, and we hope you enjoy. Let's jump right in. All right, Mike. Well, welcome to the show today. Uh, we'd love to start just by getting to know a little bit more about you. You know, who are you when you're not working? Tell us about your family, hobbies, things that you like to do, uh, and so on. So I am married um, for about 18 years. I Why do you have... sound so depressed when you say that? Oh, I'm not depressed. Not <laughs> depressed. I, um, I've got, I'm actually, the only time I'm depressed, actually, is I've got an 18-year-old about to go off to college. So that's, Aww. or a 17-year-old about to go to college. So that's the depressing part. It's good and bad. I'm uh, going to miss her. But I've uh, got two kids. I have a 17-year-old and a 14-year-old. Um, we live in, in the Fort Worth area. And, you know, as far as my hobbies, uh, I'm an avid golfer. I play indoor soccer. And I'm, uh, I'm an avid outdoorsman, love hunting, fishing, things like that. Awesome. Thank you so much. And just out of curiosity, what's the best piece of business advice you've ever received? So a lot of people want to hear um, if there was any seminal piece of insight or advice that you received that furthered your thinking or your career or allowed you to advance. Well, honestly, I think is, is take care of your customer. Um, and that's one of the things that we do very well at Summit. We take care of our customers. Um, you know, a lot of them we end up treating like family. Um, we have a number of customers that when they come in town to visit, some of them don't even go to hotels and stay. They'll, they'll either stay at, um, we have an office in Fort Worth that's got a, uh, a bedroom. Uh, they would stay there or sometimes they even stay with John, who's the, the CEO of Summit. They, they'd stay with him as well. So we treat, you know, we treat our customers uh, more like family. And that's probably the best piece of advice I've ever, get, I've ever received. We do it and it holds true today. So we actually used to have a bedroom up here too, except for now it's been since converted to a studio. So you actually guys have a room in your guys' office where people can stay? We've got, we've got four locations and one of the locations is 
um, where John and I originally started business back in 2001 before Summit was around. And he is a, John is a pilot, so he has a hangar. And at the hangar, we've got about 3,500 square feet of office space. And then in the upstairs, it is a, um, a little, has a, a little apartment where some of the sales reps that are from throughout the country will come and stay. But, you know, we have customers that, that come and stay there as well. So, Mike, tell us about Summit and how you guys started, the types of customers that you have, and just kind of the backstory on, on your company. So, Summit started in 2003. We, myself and, and John Barber, had a, a previous company, and we were doing a lot of printing and mailing. A couple of our vendors uh, went out of business. So, we had a choice either to, to walk away from all of our current business or put a strategy together. And John did an asset purchase of the company, which is now called Summit, back in 2003. And we were very fortunate that uh, most companies, when you start, you know, you start from basically ground zero, we were lucky that we had existing business. And we started and we hit the ground running in 2003 with existing business. One of the things that really put us on the map was the uh, Bush-Cheney election in 2004. Um, oh, wow. We did, we did all of, <clears throat> or a majority of the re-election campaign direct mail probably 50 plus million pieces of mail that really put us on the map. And then since then, um, we, we, we have all types of customers, uh, anything from financial services to mortgage. You know, we have airlines, hotels, we do a lot of nonprofit government agencies, telecommunication, um, a lot of fulfillment, some consumer brand fulfillment. You know, we service, you know, marketing and production companies as well. So are you doing any of the current candidates right now for this election season? We will. Uh, once once it settles, shakes out a little bit more, we do. We primarily do Republican. So uh -huh. once there comes a front runner, uh, I would say more than likely we will pick one of the, we will have that one and we will do some marketing for them. Depending on which candidate it is, um, we'll end up doing more of one than the other. So obviously we're rooting for one of them right now. So we get more <laughs> of that business. There you go. So clearly you guys offer direct mail, like you said, and you do a lot of mailing. What other services do you offer? So what, what's, what's the scope of what you typically do for your customers? So we, we started out doing straight traditional print mail. We put ink on paper and putting it into an envelope or we fold it and we mail it. Um, over the years, it's changed. We, we've gone from, from printing and mailing uh, to working with you guys with a lot of personalized URLs, marketing automation, we recently added an additional location to do uh, a lot of fulfillment uh, so we can do printing, uh, mailing, marketing automation, personalized URLs. We can also do fulfillment. For example, we've got an airline company that we're doing all of their loyalty uh, cards. So when somebody comes in and becomes an elite member, uh, we get that file and we're able to create the printed pieces, fulfill the, the cards and luggage tags and send those things out. Um, we also do other types of fulfillment uh, if uh, for a for a coffee company, an online coffee company. So when when a customer wants to place an order or a reorder, that order gets sent to us for a pick and pack system, and we have the ability to grab those specific products, that specific uh, item or coffee line, and pack that stuff up and ship it out as well. So I have a question going back to the election, which you said. 
from your vantage point, are you seeing the way that uh, people are marketing for elections? Is it changing and evolving? Just like you said, you know, you started out with direct mail and you sent those out maybe in the, in the Bush Cheney election, but do you foresee that changing or do you still see it being ink on paper um, rather than, you know, attaching to the digital world? I think it'll always have ink on paper, but the last election, the last two elections really showed that, you know, digital, a lot of people are going to digital and that's where they're getting a lot of the, the, the younger votes. Um, you have to marry uh, online and, and direct. Um, that's what we found. That's what we found very successful is a multi-channel approach. Um, so doing direct mail in conjunction with, you know, personalized landing pages, marketing automation, SMS text, I know they did a lot of uh, social media, tying that back all to to one specific person. And, and you're talking about Barack Obama. A, yes, obviously we weren't we weren't involved in that, but you could tell the trend was doing a lot more digital. Um, sure. Um, and integrating with direct, there was quite a bit of direct mail, but I think they I think that campaign they they integrated a lot more digital. So speaking of digital, Mike, what kind of digital printing equipment do you have uh, there at Summit? So I'll go through what types of things that we can do. So we have the ability to print, so continuous laser, black continuous laser. So we can print shells and then image black variable text. Mm -hmm. um, we can do that in the continuous roll fed environment. We can do that in the sheet fed environment. Um, and then uh, some of our newest, newer acquisitions of equipment, uh, we've got uh, variable digital printing. So we've got uh, a couple HP Indigos, uh, 7,600 and a 7,000 which would be lower volume, higher quality postcards, things of that nature, you know, variable digital, as well as about a year and a half ago, uh, we purchased an inkjet web and we've purchased a screen, uh, a screen 520ZZ inkjet web. And that has been a true game changer for us. So now we can not only do direct mail, we can do personalized direct mail, and we can, based on a data file, lay down color personalization at about wow. 700 feet a minute. How about how about a 3D printing? Uh, we don't. That's one of the things that we really haven't got into. There's a lot of people talking about 3D printing. That's something that we we really haven't got into, and we haven't done much. We haven't really done a lot of research into that. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we stick with our core competency, and that's something that we do not know a lot about. I'm sure once the, the technology gets closer to where it's a, an everyday usage or occurrence, it's probably something that we would look at. But at this point in time, we really haven't focused anything on 3D printing. So Mike, I think we've, we've known each other, gosh, maybe 10 years or more at this point. Am I recalling correctly that you started offering pearls back in like 2004, 2005? Is that when you kind of got started with that? Yeah, that's, that's correct. Um, okay. And that's and, and we started doing those. We were we were looking for again. It, and like I said at the very beginning, it's about you know taking care of your customer. And one of the ways to take care of your customer is to make sure that they that they're up to up to speed, so to speak, with all the newest uh, innovations and it, any technology that can help them increase response rates. Doing direct mail back then, we were looking at ways to help increase response rates for customers. So. You know, we, we came across uh, personalized URLs and landing pages, and like you said, about 10 year, years ago, we implemented it, and it's been extremely successful for us. So it was more of you looking at, okay, what's the latest and greatest technology to bring to our customers rather than a demand from the customers coming to you and saying, hey, we heard of these pearls or something and we want them. It was more you bringing it to them? I would say 99% of our customers didn't know about it. There probably would be a handful, a few that did. 
but yes, we, we would go out and search for new the newest technologies and things that can help increase response rates. We would research it, and then we'd be able to take it to our customer. And I would say in the past five, five to six years, I would say 75 to 85% of our new business has been a direct result of marketing automation, personalized URLs, um, you know, variable, variable printing or imaging or, or driving direct mail pieces to the web. That's fantastic. So Mike, a lot of our listeners are sales professionals. And one of the questions that they ask a lot is around how to sell solutions that incorporate both the offline and the online in a solution that meets the needs of the customer. And I think that from what I've seen you and, and Summit do over the years, I mean, you guys are exemplary in that, um, in that capacity. So I would love to know if you're able to kind of like reflect on your own skills and your talents and the things that you bring to your job, why is it and what is it that you think you have or that Summit has that allows you to really create these solutions? Because frankly, a lot of printers out there struggle with mm -hmm. that. They can't make that jump. But by and large, you and your company, you guys have. So do you have any insights as to why that is? Um, I, think, I think it's the openness of our people. There's a handful of us. I mean, we have some salespeople that, that have been in the business, you know, 20 plus years. And people like myself and a couple other people um, work with them. And they struggle to understand some of the technology. But, you know, being open to new technology and, and doing the research and understanding how things work and how, how you can integrate technology um, to direct mail, um, you just really need to understand your customer because not, I mean, it's not a silver bullet by any means, but there are ways to make your customer be more successful. And in order to do that, you just have to understand your customer, understand what your customer's needs are. Um, obviously for us, direct mail is what our customers come to us for uh, initially um, or originally. Now, now they're coming to us for technology as well. But you know, coming to coming to me for a direct mail company and doing direct mail. Once you have them and you're doing direct mail for them, then it's a lot easier to go to those people and say, "Hey, look, you know, you're already doing direct mail with us. You know, you might let's let's test looking at this technology." And and in direct mail, and if you're a true marketer, you realize that you have to test. You know, it's always about test, test, test. So, you know, and and the ones that get it understand testing and we can start we can start implementing some of these new technologies hey let's you know let's try let's try adding a personalized url and let's drop it on a, a direct mail piece and let's do an a b test so like i said a lot of it is just our team and our openness to to embrace technology and embrace new things um, there's a you know printing has been around for a long time and there's a lot of people that have been in in the business for quite a while and they don't want to change and as you've seen since 2009, a lot of print, print and marketing companies have been going out of business. In my opinion, it's because of the lack of embracing change or trying to change and still having a lot of debt. Um, and that's, we've just been, like I said, we've been very fortunate um, to be able to embrace change and be able to pass that, that, that new technology and the things that we learn um, onto our customers. Cool. So I have a question about your, your sales team. First of all, how many sales team members do you have? But then also, do all of them sell to all the industries or is there some that are vertical specific or these people sell mostly print or fulfillment and these people do, you know, marketing automation or does everyone kind of um, do everything? I would say we've, we've probably got nine or 10 salespeople. I would say everybody, everybody calls on every type of industry. Um, 
with that said, there are certain people in the in the um, in the company that focus primarily on certain uh, certain industries, and we would, I guess would consider an expert. That's awesome. You know, the cool thing that I hear you saying is that obviously you know that your core competency at Summit is print and mail. And then what you do is you look at the customer and you say, okay, so this customer has a goal that they're trying to accomplish. How can we best accomplish it? And then coupling what you do best, that print and mail with those other digital channels. So in some cases, it seems like, you know, linking it with pearls and the online world landing pages. And then some some cases it seems, okay, that's not going to fit for them. So we're going to, you know, integrate with a call center or something like that. And so I think it's, it's inspiring for other printers to hear you talk about the fact that, okay, look, yes, we realize that we've been in print and mail since, you know, over a decade and that's our core competency. And as we evolve, we don't have to lose that. It's more about leveraging the print that we already have and um, adjusting to the times and the industry changes and using those to best, you know, solve pain points and, and increase response rates. So let, let's um, step into your sales process a little bit if we can, and I'm sure it's different for each of the different prospects or prospective customers you engage with, but what does the typical sales process look like for you and how do you go about your day in coming back to the customer with a solution? Um, Again, it depends on if you meet them at a trade show or you're cold calling them or you referred. We've been we've been very fortunate that, like I said at the very beginning, it's taking care of your customers. And when you take care of your customers, no matter where they go, they follow you. So we've been fortunate with a lot of our business that wherever our customer, when they leave that one company they work for and go to another, we've been very fortunate to get that business as well. So the sales cycle on that is very easy. But as sure. far as trade shows and cold calling, things of that nature, if it, take it from a trade show. Um, you know, they're, they're coming by your booth looking for something, and they're stopping looking for something. So obviously, they have an interest in what I have to offer, and or, and, or they're currently doing it, and they're having pain points, like I had said earlier. So at a trade show, you know, you're talking to people, and, and they're coming by looking for solutions or answers. And you just, again, the first thing we do is we listen to them, find out what their pain points are. And then I schedule mm -hmm. some time after the show to say, hey, can we set up a time to chat and find out a little bit more detail? And then once you find out, you know, what their pain points are, I then do some research, potentially work with some other team members, uh, potentially even work with you guys if it's a if it's a marketing automation personalized URL solution, and 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 put some some stuff together to go back to them and say, look, you know, after talking, I understand this is what you're trying to do, this is what we can help you guys do. Is this something that you're interested in? And mm -hmm. we bring that to them and potentially, um, you know, potentially we do a small test. Potentially we will reduce costs on um, if it's, if it's worth, if it's, if it's worthwhile for me and them, maybe reduce some, reduce some of the costs, uh, initial costs to, to get into moving something over to us to, to make it less painful. And then once we get them moved over, just do a little bit of testing against what their current control is. As far as a cold lead, not a trade show type lead, you know, it's, it's kind of random how you find them. You know, they could be, they could be mailing you. You know, the customer could be sending you something in the mailbox. Uh, you can run across it. I mean, we've got programs at Summit that that help us find new opportunities. The, the hardest, the hardest sale that we have is a cold one, because nine times out of ten, so many companies are different. The director of marketing is one, you know, director of marketing in one company could be the decision maker versus in some, in some cases it could be the CFO or the CMO or the CEO um, or a production manager. So um, that's our, that's the bigger challenge. And, and to be honest with you, it's, 
it's very difficult. It's just, you know, that one just takes time and, and you have your own methods of, of trying to reach out to those people and try to find the right person. But once you do find the right person, then you go back into that normal, similar sales process that you do that I talked about as a trade show, talking to them about pain points or, or is there pain point uh, price? Is it response? And, and then just taking it from there and just going step by step by step and, and gradually trying to move them over, um, you know, one component at a time. You know, I, I might not be able to get the direct mail. Maybe all I'm doing is the personalized URLs or maybe I'm doing direct mail and not the personalized URLs and just, just gradually just move one component over at a time where maybe by, you know, by the end of the time the, the sales cycle is done, you know, I might have three different pieces of business. I might have their direct mail, their marketing automation, and, you know, we do a lot of um, custom programming for portals and things of that nature. Maybe I end up with a, a their call center portal as well. That's awesome. So speaking of finding the right person, I, a lot of people that we've spoken to that haven't made that transition yet are still trying to call after the people who just order print, you know, so who have you found are the best people within organizations to target and how have you, when you made that transition to offering pearls and marketing services beyond just the print and mail, how did you uh, make that transition also from, from going to, you know, working with the print order to someone who does, let's say marketing or something like that? Who do you approach and, and how do you know who to approach? Mike, if I, if I had to hazard a, 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 um, an approximation just based on the customers that we've worked on together, I would say it seems like the majority of the time you're working with somebody on the marketing side. True or it false? Would always be, typically, it would always be on the marketing side. I'd say you're correct. And, and just roughly on any given day, any given week, any given month, how many customers are you personally managing? Um, <laughs> I think the size says it yeah. all. <laughs> 20 plus. So Mike, when you're prospecting customers, either from a trade show or cold calling or any of the other methods that you talked about, do you have a magic number that makes sense for you with respect to the type of customer you would engage with? In other words, some of our previous guests have said, you know what, I can't engage a customer unless it's at least $25,000. Uh, we had another guest that said, what, 50,000? Then we had somebody who was... I forget it was a hundred or 150,000. Yeah. So do you have a magic number like that where, you know, it just doesn't make sense for you to do business with a customer if they can't spend at least X? I mean, honestly, you're right. If someone, if someone's mailing 500 postcards, it's probably not the right fit or a thousand postcards. However, with the advent of web to print and online ordering, you know, mm -hmm. a real estate agent, for example, you know, mails 500 or a thousand postcards. Do I, do I want to mess with that? No, because to be honest with you, a thousand postcards, that's typically more of a hassle than dealing with someone who wants to mail 200,000 pieces. But yeah. with the advent of this web to print that I'm talking about, we have a web to print platform now that has templates where we can take care of that customer. So now that customer can come in and log in and pick a template, upload their data, or even map their data and select a geography and say, hey, I want to mail to this area. And then based, and it's tied to a, a list. And then based on that list, it will generate a report. And for me, I don't actually touch it, but it goes through our system and the, the customer is taken care of. They're happy. And at the end of the day, for me, you know, it's not 500 pieces. It's maybe 6,000 real estate agents mailing 500 pieces, which then makes sense for us. So if you take the web to print stuff aside and, and just look at the ones like where you're saying, you know, 200,000 mailers and such, what was your magic number in that, in that uh, line of work? It's a good question. Cause I still do. I still deal with people all over the board and, 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 uh -huh. and 
and I hate not I hate giving you that answer because sure. we have had so I, I'll give you an example. I, I met a guy at a trade show. He ended up testing 5,000 pieces. I know people say, oh, 5,000 pieces. I don't want to deal with it. But right. six months later, that 5,000 pieces turned into 250,000 pieces every six weeks. Okay. You know, if it was a 5,000 piece order every time, probably not. Or I would probably figure out some type of automation. Um, the, the thing that people don't understand or potentially don't understand is I can't tell you how many people we've taken from 5,000 pieces a month to 200,000 pieces, a million pieces, 60,000, 50,000 pieces a month. And those are a good piece of business. Sure. So I, I and I hate I hate to say I'm avoiding the question. I'm not avoiding it. It's just I really don't know, and it's honestly on a customer by customer basis because, you know, some customers will still do 5,000 pieces a month. I just won't handle them. We'll turn it over to a team at Summit that, that specializes in on our side with with handling 5,000 pieces a month, and and they'll work with 10 or 15 of those. Right. Yeah. So it seems like you guys obviously uh, realize the importance of adapting to technology changes and and creating a culture where you're open to new. Uh, to new things and offering them. And so I'm just curious to know, what do you think is the issue with some of the other printers that they're having? You know, why why do most printers have trouble doing what you do and making that transition? Do you have any insight into what makes you different? Well, you need to make sure you define the difference between a printer and a mailer. Um, a printer puts ink on paper. That's all that they do is put ink on paper. If they're a, a mailer, which is somebody that we do, we put ink on paper and we do mailing. And there is a there is a significant difference. Printing, like I said, puts ink on paper. A direct mailer actually handles the data and the manipulation of data and things of that nature. It is a lot easier, in my opinion, for a for a mailer to become a printer than a printer to become a mailer. I don't know if that hmm. answers your question. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so, so if it, but if they are a true mailer like me and embracing technology, again, it depends on the people. You got to have the right people. And if you don't have the right people, they're not going to embrace the technology and they're not going to change. So Mike, just to follow on McKinsey's question there, when you guys look at Summit as a company, what do you see yourself as? It's, it's clearly a, a print and mail company. And is there more to that? Are you looking at yourself um, as a marketing actually, company? We, we look at ourselves, we used to look at ourselves as a print and mail company. Now we look at okay. ourselves as a marketing technology solution provider. Marketing technology solution provider. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. And marketing that technology could be, Printing, mailing, web to print, variable digital printing, that's technology. Versus, and then along the same lines of you know personalized URLs, marketing automation, customized web portals, et cetera. Well, one of the things we like to ask all of our guests just to kind of get inside their heads a little bit personally is, and, and I don't know if you've thought about this, Mike, but what's something that you believe, what is something that Mike believes to be true that most people do not? And it doesn't have to be necessarily print or marketing related. A lot of people think print is dead. It's not. Okay. Uh, it's actually coming back and it's very strong. The The other thing, um, and there's a lot of people that believe that, but I think a lot of people think that print is going away, especially the younger generation. But Like you, McKenzie. <laughs> no, yeah. I know better than that. <laughs> the, the other thing is, I think it's all about the customer and taking care of the customer. And I think a lot of printers and mailers take take their customers for granted. And, and, and I think that's something that you can't do, especially in, in, in this new age of marketing and technology. Nothing it's, replaces, it's so true. Nothing replaces that human intervention when it comes to relationships. And that's true. I actually, Dave and I have spoken about that before. Like sometimes because obviously we work for a technology company, we become, become so wrapped up in technology, this and numbers and metrics and all that. And then 
it's, it's important to take a step back and realize that we're dealing with people, whether it's internal employees or customers or vendors or, you know, whatever it is, there's some things that that technological aspect just cannot replace. And I can ask you a question. How many times yeah. have I been to your location? And how many times versus some of your other customers versus how successful we've been? You That's were here last point. week, and I've spoken to you on the phone two times in point. the last two days. So, so if, you're, if you guys are listening, come on by. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, Mike, we want to be respectful of your time. Um, what haven't we asked you that we should have asked you? Um, I don't necessarily know if there's, there's really anything else. You're right. The traveling side, I don't like traveling if I don't have to. But, again, you're right. You know, taking care of your customers, like I've always said, is number one. I'm telling you, we go to we go to your offices quite a bit to deal with our customers because it's a it's a partnership and it's definitely something that that is very helpful for us. I, I don't I don't necessarily think there really is anything that that you could ask me that that uh, that you haven't. Okay, and where can people find out more about you if they want to connect directly? Uh, if you want to connect directly, um, I can give you my email address. Uh, my sure. email is okay. m. Robinson at summitdm.com. Um, our website is summitdm.com. And just uh, go to the website, and uh, we've got a, our main line is there, or shoot me an email again at mrobinson at summitdm.com. And I'd love to, to, to talk to anybody who has an interest in, in helping customers. Yeah, and I'll make sure that in our blog post that we put the, put the um, direct email address for you so people have it in a way to get in contact with you. Perfect. We'll give them your cell phone number so they can start blowing you up. Is that all right? <laughs> Yeah, that's fine, and, and, and I can give him your, yours as well. <laughs> Touche. Oh, oh, jinx. Uh-oh. Well, Mike, man, we love you, dude. You know, yeah, thank you so best. much for spending time with us. you got 20 customers you're dealing with. I know that you've been fighting a, a bear of a week, so we really appreciate you spending 40 minutes with us this morning, and I know our listeners do as well. So thank you so much for the time you spent with us. Thanks, guys. All right, man. We'll talk to you later. Talk Have you a later. good one. Have a good one. Alrighty, guys and girls, we hope you enjoyed today's episode with Mike Robinson. Yeah, it was just fantastic. Absolutely fantastic time with Mike. Uh, here's what we need from you. We want to know how we're doing. So go over to iTunes and leave us a review and a comment. Um, we really appreciate those. That's the fuel that we use to build you a better show. And uh, also, we want to get to the uh, new and noteworthy section Jeez. there. Yeah, so we need your help in doing that. We're making a call out to all of our listeners. Get over there, please leave us a comment and uh, give us a review. And we will have a weekly drawing for people that do that and some cool prizes. So Absolutely. thank you for that. If you've already done it, thank you for listening to today's show. And we look forward to seeing you soon. Have an awesome day. All righty, guys, rock on. Mm -hmm.